The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. saved us from our sins, our lives are now in God. We desire the Holy Word to order where we trod. All for Christ, yet anything for self we count as dross. We're pilgrims with a crown With our Bibles open today to the book of Psalms, we want to look again at the second Psalm. The Lord has urged my heart to take a series on the world. The Christian faces three enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And we'll mention those three again after we read this Psalm together. First, a word of prayer. Father, it is in Jesus' precious name that we come now, and I ask you for grace and power and liberty to preach your word, that we might be an encouragement to the people of God, and we might be that notification to some sinner of their desperate need of Christ and salvation through the shed blood of the Lamb of God. And I ask you now to illuminate the scriptures before our hearts and before our eyes. Give light, I pray. Honor thy name. Glorify the Lord Jesus. And it is in Jesus' name and for his sake I ask my prayer. Amen and amen. Psalm number 2, verse number 1. Why do the heathen rage, and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in 
derision. I would add this note here, the laugh of sovereignty. Verse number five. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all they that put their trust in him. What a psalm to consider. But first, I want to mention the Christians' three enemies. We know them to be the world, the flesh, and the devil. The world is that primary enemy opposing God the Father. And the world wants to develop you, the Christian, the believer. It wants to develop you into its mold. It wants you to follow its pattern. There is a philosophy in this world meant to shape you and turn you against God. Please reference 1 John 2, 15-17. There are lusts in the world which will change the way a person thinks, looks, acts, speaks, dresses, feels, behaves, on and on we could go. They change everything about a person. They destroy one's character, distort one's judgment, defeat one's purpose for God, and they will devour one's love, joy, and peace in Christ. James 4, 4, reference it please. To hold hands with the world is to be the enemy of God. Brethren, we cannot fellowship with the world and with the Lord. The word for enemy here means one that is hatefully opposed unto the Lord and actively hostile against Him. You become whatever the world wants you to be if you allow its influence in your heart. But then we think of the flesh. This is that primary enemy opposed to God the Holy Spirit. And the world wants to develop you, but the flesh wants to dominate you. As a believer, a Christian, a follower of Christ, the flesh wants the upper hand in your life. It wants first place in your life. Reference Galatians five sixteen through 25 and see the flesh that remains a part of us after salvation is fighting against the Holy Spirit contrary to the word and will and work and ways of God, 
and the flesh wants to rule our hearts and our lives. Reference Romans 8, 5 through 10, and see there that the flesh would be our master if we would allow it. And you will mind the things of the flesh if you walk after the flesh. Romans 7 and verse 18, contrary to what the world and even our flesh tells us and wants us to believe, there is nothing, I repeat, nothing good in our flesh. No spark of divinity, no goodness in man apart from God and Christ. But then the devil, the world wants to develop you. The flesh wants to dominate you, but the devil wants to devour you. And he is that primary enemy opposing God the Son. The devil is constantly and cleverly walking about, working towards devouring the Christian. Reference 1 Peter 5, 5 through 11. Now, I want you to consider the world. Before we say too much more, we're going to introduce this series with Psalm number 2. And I won't preach through the whole psalm as we've already expounded it a year ago. In Psalm 1, we are appointed to God's law. In Psalm 2, we are appointed to God's prophecy. And rightly so, for the Old Testament rings out loud and clear on the two notes of the law and the prophets. And the psalm's accent emphasize and amplify both the law and the prophets. In the first psalm, we would be wise to consider the law of the Lord, while in the second psalm, we would do well to consider the Lord of the law. In the first, we're presented with a choice, while in the second, we're presented with the consequence. Therefore, I believe in Psalm number one and two, we find the introduction to the whole Psalter. The foundation is laid. And we are furnished with the message of the Psalms, which I summarize now in two statements. God will bless the righteous, judge the wicked, and it will be according to his divine law and the plan of prophecy. Second, the response of men to God's anointed Son makes all the difference. In Psalm 2, we find verses 1 through 9 prophetic insight. The psalm gives us a view of the world, 1 through 3, and then a view of the Lord in verses 4 through 9. And then we move from prophetic insight to present instruction. In the psalmist's day, there is a commanded response to the Lord and a commanded reverence for the Lord to the kings and to the judges. Of the earth. And I would say that in this day, the application remains. Today, we should yet respond and revere the Son of God. Now, the view of the world that we are given here is the world we are living in today. For decades, the world has been ripening. And I know that these things have been behind the scenes for a very long time. Yet it seems to be that we are seeing advancements toward a global and one-world government in these days like we have never seen before. The scriptures in Psalm 2 and throughout all 
of the revelation of God gives us a clear view of what the world really is at heart. The spirit of the world, it is an organized system which despises the righteous rule of its creator and is ready at a minute's notice to take up arms against the Lord in order to assert man's way and oppose God's way. Evil men will stop at nothing to rid their world of God. This spirit was bred into man ever since the fall, after the devil tempted Eve, and Adam partook of the fruit along with his wife, and the seeds of rebellion were sowed. It was manifested clearly in the rebellion of Nimrod and his followers, and it was met with destruction when the Lord dealt with them at the Tower of Babel. For certain things and in certain times throughout history, men of the world dissolve their disputes, their differences, and unite against a common threat. In the psalm here, the world of men come together and form a coalition of rebellion against the Lord and His Christ. We know there to be a double fulfillment. This took place when Peter applied the psalm literally to his day under the guiding inspiration of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 4, 24-28, we know that the initial fulfillment was then at Calvary. We know the final fulfillment will be in the battle of Armageddon, but I believe the shadow of that one world government, of that global league of humanity, is already falling across the world. We must guard ourselves against the world and its spirit. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.